It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken parm, and I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and joining me as he does every Friday, Justin Ferguson with the Auburn Observer. Happy Ferg Friday. How are you, sir? I'm all right. How are you, man? I'm doing good. I am doing good. Man, I got a bunch of listener questions yeah. today, if that works with you. That sounds good. I've already I've already peeked at a couple of them, so I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to this one. So Lindsay, uh, or Auburn banker in the Auburn Discord, he asked uh, two questions. First one I think is very fitting is how is the Auburn Observer doing? Yeah, it's doing great. Uh, we are at right now. Let me double check. Uh, we are at 771 subscribers Ooh. as of this recording. Uh, we picked up like about 15 or 20 in the past week because there was a lot of people who gave uh subscriptions for father's day and those all kind of kicked in on sunday and monday and that was that was pretty cool to see that is cool um, so yeah we are at uh we're at 771 right now which is um a whole lot more than we thought we would be at this point and uh we're pushing on we're pushing on hopefully by the time we get closer to football season we'll be knocking on the door of eight or nine hundred and you know and hopefully the the ultimate goal is at the end of the year if we can get to a thousand if that's if that's our big like blow it out of the water goal. So uh, we are on, we're on, we're making really good progress right now. Justin, remind me when you launched the observer, was it right before football season last year? Yeah. So the observer was free for the month of September last year. And then on October 1st, it became a paid uh, publication where, you know, um, all you get uh, is that one free podcast a week. um, If you, if you just had the, the, the non-paid subscription to, you know, if you're getting the email. So yeah, we switched over to paid October the 1st, and so far, uh, 771 people have decided to jump on with that. That's so huge. That's, that's huge. Congratulations. Yeah. You and Payne are Thank doing you. a great job with the pod and, and all the Thank content you. there. So, absolutely. Definitely go subscribe to that. If you love Auburn and want the, you know, the... I mean, you're not a breaking news guy, Justin. You're the first guy yep. to admit that. But as far as analysis and making your readers smarter, nobody does it better than Justin. So, be sure to head over to auburnobserver.com to do that speaking of as we record this thursday afternoon what you put out um this morning about Mm -hmm. Derek hall i found very interesting i thought he played more snaps than he did but when he was when he was in man he was effective i did too yeah it was one of those things where i read something on pff where it's like he wasn't a starter last year i was like hold on come on he was a starter he had to be and then i looked at the snap counts and it was like not big cat brian had more snaps in that you know, buck roll that out that that role. And, you know, of course, Colby wouldn't be in the big guy at, at defensive end last season. So it's like, yeah, Derek Hall technically was not a starter. Now he was a very regular player. Um, but, you know, very, very productive. Fifth in the SEC in pressure rate last season for an individual who'd be one of the top guys in the league coming back this season. And on top of that, um, he finished the year really, really well. Uh, the second half of the season, starting with that LSU game at the midway point where he right. had a fantastic game. Second half of the season, he was much, much more productive at getting to the quarterback. And uh, I mean, even in a Northwestern game where Auburn did not play well, he was all over the he was all over the field and and, and making a lot of plays. It's kind of interesting to see his first sack was against uh, Finley, who yep. he is now teammates with. It's kind of funny. 
Yeah, and uh, one of probably his most violent sacks of the year because he uh, absolutely obliterated a right tackle for for LSU. Right guard tried to come over and, and help out, and he just swam through that double team and just kind of bopped him in the head with it, and, and the ball came out off of that. And, of course, Christian Tutt picks it up and runs it back. His ability to rush inside and outside is unique. I mean, mm-hmm. I didn't really notice it watching it during the season last year, but watching the cut-ups that you shared, I mean – Little Jeff Holland esque. Do you think that's yeah. fair? No, I, I do think that's fair because I mean, you want to have a guy on the outside who is your speed guy. You know, can beat can beat you know on the outside, and he he does a lot of that. But also, like you know, there are some offensive tackles that are going to be built for that. And if you can get to the inside of them, especially when you have a dude like Colby Wooden on the field with you, um, you can create a lot of havoc. And and he's got a he's got a really good mix of pass rushing moves very much like Jeff you know Jeff worked really hard on uh, trying to do that and the the crazy thing about Derek is he's he's getting bigger I mean he gained 13 pounds this offseason still moving really well at that size does that ever make you nervous that makes me nervous sometimes yeah when guys I I think it's one of those things there's like guys know their bodies really well yeah and so you know he looked like he was still moving very well at 251 in the spring and so we'll see we'll see what the what the final weight ends up being but yeah, I mean, I think they are trying to turn him into kind of like that NFL three-four outside linebacker, where it's mm-hmm. uh, you have good enough size to beat you in a variety of ways on the on the edge, but also be versatile and agile enough to drop back into coverage and and you know set the edge in the running game and all that. And I think he's he's got a lot of that to him as well because he's just a, he's just a freak athlete. This is a gigantic young man who was <laughs> a state finalist in the two hundred meters when he was in high school. You yeah. don't you don't get guys that big who are usually that fast. No, it's a good combination. Absolutely. All right. Uh Auburn Banker ask a follow up question. There's a lot of NIL questions, Justin. Do you like talking NIL? Because I've kind of okay, I'm kind of NIL'd out, but we'll uh <laughs> so we'll we'll just touch on this. But uh Lindsay yeah. asks, does he see NIL as something that may actually help small schools get recruits? as the ability to be a star versus a third guy on the depth chart, like you would be at an Alabama type school is marketable. And if so, is that going to happen at the scale where it would make a difference in either football or basketball? Yeah, I think, I think not small schools, but I think teams like Auburn might be, might stand to benefit the most from this in this second tier of college football talent. I, I think of Alabama, I think of, I mean, I think of Auburn, I think of Florida, I think of Georgia to an extent, even though they recruited a really high level, I think of Penn State's uh, Texas at the moment some of these Pac-12 schools where it's like, you know, why do kids go to Alabama, Clemson, and Ohio State? Because they can, they're going to win a national championship, they're going to compete for it, and they're going to get to the league. And so they're willing to take on that I'm going to be a second or third stringer for a very long time before I get my shot. Now with NIL, you can say, hey, we can let you make more money right now, right away, early on, if you're a guy, one of the guys earlier in your career. And number two, with the expansion of the playoff, you can pitch that, hey, you don't have to play at Alabama, Clemson, or Ohio State to play for a national championship, right? Mm-hmm. It might be those teams that end up in the Final Four every year when it's all said and done, but you're going to give, you're going to be able to pitch uh, to kids that you can get a shot at Auburn and be the guy earlier or be, you know, a key part of what what, what their plans are instead of at Alabama where, you know, you're going to be behind several five stars and, and you're going to have to wait your, wait your turn. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. All right, um, Tiger Histalmos asks – after having a rough week, if you partake, what is your weekend beverage of choice? So I've mentioned this a few times. Wife and I are doing Weight Watchers, and so um, a big How's part that of going. By the way, it's good. It's good. Mm-hmm. Down twelve, two weeks in. So I will definitely take awesome. that. Yes, sir. That's Thank awesome. you for asking. Um, but the you know a, a lot of my issue was drinking, whether it was alcohol or sugary drinks. Mm-hmm. And now you know, being a, almost three weeks into this, 
I don't miss the alcohol. I miss sweet tea. So my answer to this question is sweet tea. <laughs> That's going to be my answer as well, because I, I don't drink. Um, and when I drink uh, like soft drinks, I made the switch when I was, I was a t- tail end of high school, but early in college um, to, to diet drinks. I drink uh, smart. Coke zero and diet Dr. Pepper mostly. I was like, yeah. if I'm going to drink a lot of this, I need to probably be fine with this. Not really hurting me too bad, like calorie wise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do now and I, and I try to stay to that and water as much as I can diet drinks and water try to put like really zero calorie stuff as much as I can but my exception is sweet tea and like that is the oh, one so thing good. where I will I will uh man if I'm really feeling it and I'm like man I, I don't care I need it I need it right now I need this I need this boost that is that is my go-to for sure today's show brought to you by our friends at betonline.ag the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action Whatever season is in, or if you want to get in action into the action regarding futures, a lot of uh, futures up for college football as well as the NFL. Just head over to betonline.ag, and when you make your first deposit, use promo code LOCKEDON to get a 50% welcome bonus on that first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, Jay, for continuing on, Tyler asked if we can get anyone to join the Discord, who do you get? Uh, I would say selfishly, Tom Brady, just so I can tell him that I love him. But yeah. for the sake of, you know, an Auburn themed discord, I'll say, uh, I'll say Cam Newton. Cam Newton would be a great one. I, I think you want to, you want somebody who's active and online and beloved. Um, and so I think carry on Johnson would be a person. Oh, that's a great that. answer. Yeah. That's and a I'm fantastic. Sure he's answer. probably, he's probably affiliated at some point with discord or something because he is a gamer. Uh, Darius Slayton's another one as well. Mm-hmm. Darius is like playing in like a tournament, like a big tournament right now or something like that. That's cool. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I think those are two guys. But yeah, everybody loves Carry On. He's a, he's a fun dude online, so that would be a good one. All right, Jamie asked. Let's get people mad here, Jay Ferg. What right. in uh, Justin's opinion is the most overrated thing associated with Auburn? And then he has in parentheses example, Mama G's, and then this channel of the Discord turned into people fighting over if Mama G's is good or not. I don't. I'm not a huge Mama G's guy. Um, I did have it a few weeks ago for the first time in probably about two years, and it was it, it was fine. It was okay. Um, not my sandwich place of choice, but do you, uh, do you have something that's Auburn themed that's, um, that's overrated? Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of in your same boat with Mama G's. I probably haven't been since college and that's been a minute now and it's fine. It's fine. Like, I don't, I don't want to say it's like the worst thing in the world. Like people go overboard with it, but it's like, you know, it's average. I think when, uh, speaking of Slayton, when he said it was like, it was just average. It was like, yeah, that's kind of how my, my opinion is on it. Um, Mm, I don't know, man. Like, I, I think I think a lot of Auburn stuff is uh, pretty properly rated. Like, people don't go overboard on a lot of stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything that comes to mind. Oh, okay. Well, all right, man. I don't want to. I don't want to make enemies on here too much. See, I've know. got one, but like, I think I'd lose half my audience, so I'm not going to say it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we can um, we can move on if we want to. Yeah, let's move on because I don't want to I don't want to mess up your money or or, 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 or I appreciate get in any, that. Yeah, or mess up my money either. Yeah, no, I want road. people to subscribe to you. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Um. Sure. Uh. All right. Evers asks, 
What do you guys think our recruiting ranking will be for this upcoming class? And is there potential for Holden Gariner to pick up his fifth star? Man, just the, the, the second one right there. Gariner's got all the momentum in the world, man. He does. He does. He's going to go to Elite 11 this next week, and and I think if he puts on a good show, he'll be able to move up. I don't know. Five stars would be quite a jump. That's a big him, jump. Man, he, he's looking good. He's mm-hmm. looking good right now, and I think Auburn fans should be excited about him. I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to sometime early next week kind of do a, do some breakdown on Gariner because I haven't since he committed to Auburn. Sure. Um, kind of look at him, especially in light of Elite 11. Uh, where they are in their recruiting ranks, look, I, I, I'm telling Auburn fans to brace themselves for – I don't think it's going to be a – disappointing class like i don't think it's going to drop super hard but like don't expect a top 10 class out of this crew right now i think best case scenario auburn's in the top 15 this year maintains that blue chip ratio spot and and the thing about it is is that i think it's gonna be a smaller class than expected or than usual i should say because of the transfer portal because of the commitments there Uh, and number two this staff is having to play from behind, right? You know, when you are making these commitments and getting these guys in 2022, you know, unless they are late bloomers or, you know, guys you've had prior relationships with in your previous spots, like you're having to do a lot of work real quickly. And you were behind the eight ball. You had a few months where you weren't able to actually go out on campus and recruit or go out on the road and recruit. So I think that's a big key as well. I think it's, that's also obvious when the way you see Auburn in their, in their unofficial visits, um, this month, there's been a lot of 2023 kids. Yes, they're having to make the inroads now, and so I think 2022. You don't want to call it a wash. You don't want to call it a throwaway. There's still really good football players that Auburn are in for uh, in this class. Maybe not any five stars, but some there's some really good four stars. You know, just it's probably going to be a smaller class than expected. And I think 2023 is when you're going to really be able to sail the full um, scope of like what Brian Hartson and the staff can do in recruiting. It's just going to take a while. So the way Gus recruited. The goal was kind of top 10, and most of the years he yeah. he eclipsed it. Barely. I mean, 8 to 12 was kind of his hot spot. Do Which you, is enough to win a championship. Yes, right. Do you think that's a reasonable expectation for Harson this year, or do you think the goal should be top 15, top 20? What's a reasonable expectation? I, I, think, I think top 20 class is a reasonable expectation. I think top 15 would be a good goal to hit. I mean, I just find it harder to think that they're going to hit top 10 um, just because they are – well behind into and i'm not saying in terms of like recruiting talent or anything like that it's just like man they're having they're having to play a lot of catch up right now and i think there are some commitments you know in this transfer portal they're going to count towards that 2022 class it's going to take you know as long as we have this weird thing in the in the portal where you know all these kids can go in and whenever they want to but you still have this 25 man hard cap for a class you're gonna have to withhold some spots i mean there are coaches off the record, well, I guess not off the record, but not at Auburn, but I've read interviews with coaches before, you know, where unnamed coaches have said, look, if it comes down between a high school kid or a college kid in the transfer portal at the same position, we know the kid in the transfer portal can play college football physically, so we'll just take him. So I think there's going to be a lot of that yeah. to look look at for the next, you know, year or so. Benji61 asks, how does Ferg feel about the view of downtown slash around campus with the new construction? That is polarizing. If you don't want to answer that, you don't have to. <laughs> no, I'll say this. I'll say this. I, you know, I get it. Like I, I've been, I've been in a spot where I've I've been able to go to a lot of college campuses, a lot of college towns, and this new wave of construction and and these like mix mix zone mixed use developments that we've seen popping up everywhere. Yeah, that's pretty commonplace everywhere else. Like that's not a uh, you know 
that's what a lot of places already kind of look like in, in, in these areas. Um, I know it, I know people don't like it because of the tradition and the, the, the eye lines and stuff like that. My big thing, my big thing will always be with those, 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 uh, buildings is that if they build it up they can get enough people to get in there. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be kind of a waste of time. You don't want to have a big old apartment complex and to be half empty mm-hmm. and your retail spots on the bottom being, you know, nobody going in them. Like that's, that's the thing I worry about the most. Not the, like I'm all for bringing new um, businesses in and, and changing some things up and, and, you know, bringing in some things that we haven't gotten at Auburn. I'm, I'm all for that. Uh, we know the campus is growing and the, and the school is growing. So they need places for people to live, but like, you don't want to jack up the prices enough and have these big old, big old buildings that like either kids can't afford to go to, or there's just not very many of them in there. And, right. you know, they're all hanging out here with, with me out here in the trailer parks and the <laughs> apartment complexes down, d- down the road. Sure. This episode is brought to you by rock auto with the ever increasing number of make and models. It is impossible to find everything in these local, um, in these local, uh, store, uh, store buildings. And so just go to rockauto.com. You can save time and money when using rock auto. It's also a family business that has been serving do it yourselfers for over 20 years. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, Locked on Auburn in there. How did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Try one for yourself by going to builtbar.com and they are giving you a 15% off code by using LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5 to get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That's at BuiltBar.com. Moving on with our questions, Jay Ferg. Thick Marshall Hype Generator says, at Jay Ferguson AU, that is you. He says, who are you most confident in making a prediction with football-wise? Make that prediction counter with at, with at least counter with least confident and make that prediction. I don't fully understand what that means. So if we're talking about players that we're most confident in and least confident in for the upcoming year, which I think is where we're heading in. Sure. uh, Derek Hall is one we mentioned earlier is pretty high. The only one I think higher for me and him is Colby Wooden. I think Colby Wooden's going to just tear it up this year. I think this defense is perfect for him. He was awesome last season. I just sky's the limit for that guy. Um, So, yeah, I mean, I think Colby Wooden's got the potential and to be, you know, an all SEC type of defensive lineman this year. Um, guys I'm least confident in, it's like, man, I, you could pick out any wide receiver right now and say that dude's going to have a big year. And I'm like, maybe. Or you could be like, oh, that guy might not be that big of a big of a factor. And I'd be like, maybe. You know, wide receiver, it's just so up for grabs. It's like, I think fully healthy Xavion Capers is a really good player. I think what we saw out of Elijah Canyon has got a lot of, you know, a lot of hope for the future. Um, he's got a lot of upside. Devarius Johnson had a great spring. You know, it would make sense that a guy like uh, Shed Jackson takes a step forward this year. But like, I can't. I, I'm not confident enough to put my put my you know foot down and say, all right, this is the guy who's going to lead Auburn receiving this year. Here's going to be number two or number three or anything like that. I, I truly think it is up for grabs. So that wide receiver group, although I think they're talented, they're just very young and very inexperienced, and I just don't know where to go with them. So something I did not mention this week with the announcement of Auburn uh, playing Oklahoma in the mm-hmm. SEC Big Twelve. Um, challenge. I, I haven't mentioned that, so that's happening. That's exciting. Yep. Rick Ricky asked, "What is the percentage of cheers versus booze Trey Young would get if he came to Auburn for next season's Auburn Oklahoma game?" 
A lot more of Auburn cheers. fans cheering for him right now because of uh, what he's doing with the Hawks. Oh, yeah, more cheers. More cheers for sure. Um, I mean, he's not playing against you. Um, so, I mean, I think you'd be fine with that. Um, yeah, I think, you know, a guy like him who, like, you don't have a history with as a player, like Auburn does not have a history with him as a player, you're fine with that. You know, you're, yeah. you're fine with that. And I think there are enough Hawks fans around here that would be very happy to see Trey Young uh, be at Auburn Arena and watching, watching his Sooners. Uh, guys asked NIL questions. I'm sorry, guys. I just really hate talking NIL. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. <laughs> All right. Um, Lance asks, rank these Auburn offenses, even though three of these offenses haven't taken the field yet. This is an interesting oh question. God. This is an interesting. They're really right. throwing it at you this Here we week, go. Justin. All right. All right. Uh, 2019, 2020, 2021, and 2022. Okay. So the last. So, okay. That, and, then, that, and then he says, I know this is uh, asking you to project without a lot of information, just thinking about what this team will look like in 2022 after some of the starters leave this season. So I think mm. of all of those, I will yeah. say 2022 is the best offense. Yeah, here's my only here's my only hangout with 2022. 2022 will probably not the have O-line? Tank Bigsby. Well, no, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm, I was thinking 2023. Sorry, I, my my brain is fried. Right yeah, now. so Tank will still be there. You, you yeah. got to replace the whole O line. All the receivers mm-hmm. that we expect to be big yeah. this year will get another year of experience, and I think Bo comes back. Hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Uh, here's my order, and I don't know how I don't know how strong this is confidence wise. My order is going to be 2022, 2019, 2021, and then 2020. That's I think mine too. 2020, I, think, I think Auburn makes a step forward in 2021 in the fact that they're going to be a more consistent-looking offense. There's going to be some growing pains, but I think you're going to be able to see by the end of the year, it's like, okay, this is what they're building towards. This is what this is going to look like. That 19 offense, you know, had some dudes that can make some big plays for you, right, um, especially in the passing game. You know, they Bo had some – performance had some good receivers in that in that crew that that offensive line was more stable than the one we saw last season and so uh yeah i mean i think a, a not a bad scoring offense either uh long term so i think i think 19 might still have the edge over 21 but if if Auburn exceeds that in 21 i think they're in a great spot yeah i think this time next year we're talking about how lethal the auburn offense could be going into 22 with questions all about the defense because we're going to lose everything on the defensive side of the football after this year. Most of them, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, you're going to have to break, break in that next wave here pretty quickly. There's some talent in that, young, in that next wave, especially linebacker and yeah. some of those defensive linemen for sure. But, yeah, it's going to be like, you know, you could be out. You could be out two or three corners, key safety, both of your star linebackers probably your top two defensive linemen. I mean, it's, there's there's potential if those guys break out that this could be a real reloading year next year on defense, and that will be fascinating to watch. Yeah, especially if – I mean, you think Derek Mason's still the D.C. this time next year? Yeah, I mean, if, if Derek Mason takes a job after just one season at Auburn, he just lit it up for Auburn this year. Like, I think if – I think if he makes that bounce to another job this quickly – after just one year, I think that's a sign of, oh, wow, Auburn's defense was awesome. And, um, you know, really, really got that, really padded that resume really quickly. And, you know, people might be encouraged to pick it up, pick it up and, you know, try to try him again as a head coach at somewhere not named Vanderbilt. I just compare the situation with Mason to be pretty similar to Muschamp. Mm-hmm. And I think Derek Mason's a better coach than Will Muschamp is. Yeah, I do. I do as well. I wonder. I wonder what will it take for 
for people to give uh, Derek Mason another chance as a head coach because he's a great, I think he's a great coach. I think, you know, there's a lot of things that handcuff you at, at Vanderbilt that have nothing to do with really football kind of things, the standards and the yeah. recruiting and all that. But it's just a different job than every other job in the SEC. Additionally, I think how bad Vanderbilt looked last season is going to stick into a lot of people's heads because that was a team that just gave up. That was a team that just flatly gave up last season. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. How can folks sign up for everything happening at the Auburn Observer, my friend? AuburnObserver.com. Check it out there. You can put in your email, and we'll give you an email instructions on how to uh, subscribe for $6 a month or $60 a year. You can check it all out. We've got stories this week on Brian Harson's third down offense. Went through a, a clinic uh, of, of his and kind of learned about why he was so good on that side of the ball when he was at Boise State. Uh, some Auburn basketball recruiting news, a couple podcasts, the Derek Hall story. When you're listening to this, the mailbag will be out, and it's a pretty long one. Um, so there's a lot there. AuburnObserver.com, sign up, and uh, everything we do gets emailed straight into your inbox. You don't have to worry about going to a website or waiting for a link on Twitter. Yeah, a lot of folks clamoring for Auburn basketball recruiting news. The list you put out earlier in this week um, was very valuable as far as mm-hmm. names to look out for and kind of what Bruce Pearl's looking at. So, Yes, go to AuburnObserver.com and sign up. Absolutely. We'll be back on Monday to recap the weekend right here on Locked on Auburn. The NCAA tournament is almost here, and listening to Locked on College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked on College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.